0: I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello, and welcome back to Kind of Cute. And if you're new here, welcome. My name's Bailey Evan. I'm your host. And on Kind of Cute, we discuss articles from The Cut and my general pop culture musings. Y'all, I don't have a lot of updates this week. I'm about to get into a little bit of story time. But first, I wanted to talk about the extreme beauty vids on Vogue. And last night I was binge watching these. I don't think they have a ton yet, maybe like five. They're so interesting, but one of them was on this person who goes by the name of Salvia. Please look them up. They prefer the they, them pronouns, so I apologize if I refer to them to as a female, but she's kind of female presenting. Uh, they super glued tubes to their head to look more alien. So in these videos, Vogue kind of goes along with them in one of their day-to-day quote-unquote beauty routines so hers she likes to glue like medical tubes to her head because she likes the alien look it gives them so what struck me about this was that they used super glue to attach the tubes to their head what I mean there's so many prosthetic glues and stuff that are actually made for that and they are super gluing it to their head and you would think if you were super gluing items to your face, your skin would be whack as hell. But no, Salvia has the most alien like perfect skin. By the end of this video, I was convinced that maybe Salvia was an alien. And like this is why she could super glue things to her face. She also has a girlfriend whose name is Parma Ham. Iconic name. Uh, I do this thing when I go out sometimes where I will airdrop photos to strangers' phones. Like when I'm drunk, that is my level of comedy. Like I think that's the funniest thing that could ever exist. It's so stupid. Like it's it's legitimately a stupid thing to do. But the picture I'd always airdrop is this ginger sock man. Please Google ginger sock man so you can see what I'm talking about. But now I think I might airdrop pictures of salvia you have to look at her instagram she refers to her dog even in the vogue video as bitch slut but after looking at her insta i think bitch slut is not actually a dog (laughs) but maybe her alter ego i'm so confused she seems so cool and artistic and expressive but i need to know about bitch slut and i just need you guys to look at this and share in my disbelief over this performance art okay i know i always have excuses of why I'm late and behind on my schedule I usually like to always post on ideally I'd like to post Wednesday night but more often than not it's Thursday or Friday and I know that's like the number one thing about podcasts that if you're gonna have a successful podcast you have to be consistent with when you post but honestly sometimes my schedule just doesn't it doesn't allow it sometimes I get to Wednesday and I feel like there's not a good enough cut articles for me to discuss on here I mean they're good but they're not what I'm looking for you know so I think this week though my excuses are pretty good and now it's time for the story time as promised so on Thursday night there was a free Lizzo concert happening down in Miami and if case you aren't aware the Super Bowl is happening in Miami this year. So it's Sunday when I'm recording this. The, Ho- the Super Bowl is happening there tonight. So in the week leading up to the Super Bowl, there was tons of events going on, free events, just a lot happening. So there's a free Lizzo concert that was putting, being put on by Sirius and Pandora Radio. So, of course, I love Lizzo. Who doesn't? And I was like, okay, we're going to go. It's kind of risky. Who knows if we'll get in? It was kind of a last-minute decision whether or not we were actually going to go because it's one of those things where they let tons of people RSVP, and then you might end up getting turned away because there's not enough room. So we go down after work on the train. We get there. There's a huge-ass line. We wait for hours and hours, and... We thought it was gonna start at 8:30. I don't. Lizzo didn't go on until 10:15. So now we're sweating it because our train back, and it's the last train of the night, is leaving at 11:40, I think, something like that. 11:50. So I'm the whole concert. I'm like so paranoid because so I'm like I think Harry Styles is gonna come on and sing "Juice" with Lizzo, and I'm afraid it's gonna be the last song, and I'm afraid by that time. We're gonna have to leave to have caught our train and maybe I manifested it by doing that but that's exactly what happened and we missed Harry Styles and Lizzo doing an iconic performance of Juice other than that the concert was fantastic Lizzo is such a good performer and she really connects with the audience and I can't say enough good things about her performance and it was super fun and they were giving out free DiGiorno's pizza and Cheeto popcorn, and we did not get any of the hot Cheeto popcorn. I'm a little devastated about that, but say la vie. So while we're at this concert, we decide that because the next night, Harry Styles is performing a concert, again, for the Super Bowl. Originally, the cost of the tickets was two fifty, dollars and I will spend anything on that boy. I mean, I have no boundaries, but i was like oh i really shouldn't do that i'm really kind of struggling with the credit card debt right now you know but then the tickets got reduced our parents were drunk in charleston and my sister had just gotten a job so they were like as a gift to her since the tickets are reduced we will buy you guys tickets for tomorrow (laughs) oh it was like the angels were smiling down the harry styles gods like how kind of my parents big shout out to them like so nice So we were so excited. We were like, okay, well, shit, we have to come back to Miami tomorrow night. So we rinse and repeat, basically. We come back to Miami. We take the train. Luckily, because of the Super Bowl, they were running a late train that wasn't going to leave until 1.35 a.m. This thing, though, was in a structure on an island in Miami. And I think the name of it's Watson Island. And that's just like pretty normal for Florida. We have a lot of bridges connecting our islands, little barrier islands that are right off. And you just basically need to take a bridge for them. You don't notice that you're like on an island. But we, before we left, I was telling Kenzie, I was like, you know, I'm a little skeptical of these temporary structures, like that they kind of throw up for these big events. And just because of the sort of law I do, I've kind of been exposed to cases where, those temporary structures become an issue. So, again, I'm not a super paranoid person. And I don't know why my manifesting was just not on point this week, clearly. I would think Mercury was in retrograde if I didn't know better. So, it was on point. It just wasn't on point in our favor. I know, but I feel like it's because I was putting, she, my sister just was saying that my manifesting was on point but not in our favor but that's the problem you have to always be manifesting positive things like I don't know why I was in such a paranoid mindset but I just was so we get there and even as we're walking into the venue I'm like this just don't this ain't it this doesn't look right like it was very cool like they did a really good job it was like lit cool they had these sort of like interactive like photo boothy type things spaces the drinks were freaking ridiculous they were $20 each for a tiny little tequila but okay so and they weren't even giving out free Pepsi zero sugar which is what this whole event was sponsoring they were sponsoring this performance and I don't know if I said earlier but this was Harry Styles Lizzo was opening and Mark Ronson so we're like oh my god we're gonna get to see Lizzo again Because we didn't know, like we said, we we bought these tickets the night before. I'm sorry. My storytelling right now is all over the place. It's morning. I'm drinking my coffee. So we got a little nasally voice today, but bear with me. So we go up and we somehow get like right against the barrier. We have like great, great seats. We befriend this girl who's in the VIP section behind us. She gets us a free drink. Like we're living. We're having a great time. We're jamming out to Mark Ronson. We're loving our second night of Lizzo in a row. And then we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And it's midnight at this point, guys, okay? Midnight. Again, remember, our train back is at 135, and Harry Styles has not taken the stage yet. And then all of a sudden, the lights come on, something flashes on screen, and it says, you must evacuate. I'm paraphrasing here. It's basically like, you need to get the hell out of here right now. The show is canceled. But they don't really come on and say anything. It literally turns into like, mass pandemonium there unbeknownst to us is now like a monsoon level rainstorm outside it is pouring and if you haven't been in florida when we all of a sudden get sort of flash flood rains it's not something you want to be outside for and remember like i said we are on an island so we basically begged the people at the food thing. We're like, can we just have some food since you guys are shutting down? At this point when we're asking for food, I see water flooding in over the wires of the venue. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm again looking above me. Like what the hell is going to fall on me on this shoddy ass structure? And so we wait a little bit. We eat the food that they actually really graciously gave us for free. They gave us a little like hummus pack and a piece of bread. And we're like, "Please, sir, can we have some more? Um, So then we we were like, shit, like we need to like walk to where the rideshare pickup was because it was probably about a thousand feet away from where the actual venue was. So we had to walk outside in the monsoon. So I'm having trouble like getting a Uber to connect to us that isn't like 30 minutes away. And I'm like, okay, let's walk to the structure, then call one. I'll spare you all the details, but this becomes a disaster. We have probably six Ubers cancel on us. The, the flooding is so bad that I'm like, we have to get off the island. So I'm like, Kenzie, let's walk over MacArthur Causeway, which is a huge causeway in Miami because I'm like, we have to get to the mainland to be able to, I think, get an Uber. So we walk and it's probably like a mile and a half or at least it feels like a mile and a half because I kid you not, we are trudging through calf me high level water rushing because there was no way for the water to be drained. It is monsooning. We are soaked. They oh so graciously gave us a black plastic bag that didn't do shit as they kicked us out of the venue into the monsoon. So thank you Pepsi. Really appreciate it. And I'm like devastated. I'm like our parents like bought money for this. We're going to miss our train back and we're going to have to get a hundred dollar plus Uber home because Everything was surging. It was the Super Bowl. There's so many people in town. <sighs> finally, we make it to the mainland. We finally, finally get an Uber to pick us up. We are, cr- we are on the verge of tears. We are freezing, soaking wet little rats. And this poor guy takes us home soaking wet in his car. I'm, I mean, his car, I looked at it when I got out, just soaked. And he had to drive us an hour back to West Palm, over an hour. It's like a little bit over an hour with traffic. And it was like a $100 Uber ride. So Pepsi saying they're going to reimburse for ride share and that like never happens that goes to show how fucked up this situation was like they know they're getting a big fat lawsuit and they're trying to cover their ass and they refunded the tickets. But the moral of the story is that I missed Harry Styles two nights in a row. So please Harry Styles gods can can I like meet him can I hang out with him at Soho house this year can that be my my payment for this because oh I also should add I was in a pink Boiler suit. I looked like Jigglypuff. And it was at this time I was just like, Kenzie, like, should we have been thoughties? Like, should we have been like one of those girls, like the porn star girls, like with the tits out that like gets in the vans with the rich people and like they wouldn't have to be dealing with this? And then I won't say what we said, but it involved, you know, having to suck a little too much, you know? And it, we decided it wouldn't be worth it to be thoughties. And I'm not hot or cool enough to be a thoughty, but. Shout out to those girls. I'm very jealous of your lifestyle. Anyways, the next night, so we get home. It's like 3.30 a.m. We are supposed to be getting on a train to Miami for the third night in a row row, the next day, Saturday. Saturday to go to the NFL Honors Award Show as Seat Fillers. And if you guys know me, you know I do not pass up an opportunity like that. I knew Paul Rudd was going to be there, John Hamm. I was like, oh my God, what if I – can I sit by Paul Rudd? Can I befriend Paul Rudd? Like I have uh, very magical thinking when it comes to these things. And to show my level of exhaustion and how much that night before affected us, we – like could not make it to the NFL honors the next day. And I just laid in my bed kind of in a state of like shock, dismay, sadness. And that's why we're behind on the podcast guys. Woo. All right. Now let's get into some stuff since I know you guys don't need to hear any more about Harry Styles, but again, go see Lizzo if you can. She's great. All right. So the goop lab came out last week and i one of the episodes in it that I thought was most interesting were, was the energy healing episode, which it's this guy, he's a chiropractic doctor, energy work doc doctor, quote unquote, and he would have people lay on their back, run his hands like over their body, and their body would like contort in this very exorcism-like way, and I'm gonna get back to that in a second. So just hold that in your mind. We're gonna talk a little bit more about um, that Julian, Julian Huff getting exercise in a second. But another Goop Lab episode was about the use of psychedelics. And I actually talked about this on my podcast in one of my early episodes how I was reading a book. From a doctor talking about using psychedelics in the medical field as a healing therapeutic drug to help people work through trauma, to help them process all of that. I thought it was so interesting and it really made me want to try shrooms. I still do, like honestly, like I'll I'll go they on the goop lab, they go to Jamaica where it's not regulated and did it there. And I was like, Yes, yeah, sign me up. Even though it looked kind of terrifying and a lot of people were like definitely having traumatic events like work through. And I don't know if I was down with that. And then on top of that, a few days later, Kenzie and I decided we were going to watch Midsomar. because it was on uh, Amazon Prime. And let me tell you guys, do not watch that movie before you are about to go to bed. That shit will mess you up. And one of the recurring themes in the movie is that the characters use psychedelics uh, willingly at first. And then they're kind of being. this isn't really a spoiler, but then they're kind of being given these teas and these psychedelics from the people who live in the swedish town without knowing exactly what's in it and it kind of shows how the psychedelics then kind of work against them and i don't know guys it kind of it kind of made me rethink things and to totally get on another tangent here i saw that the cut um earlier back last year they had written an article about how they were excited to read the Midsomar wiki because they were too scared to actually watch the movie and I just thought this was so funny because this is something Elena always does she'll be like oh yeah I don't watch AHS but like I'll read the wiki of each episode <laughs> so I was like wow this is like a thing people do and actually afterwards I read the wiki for Hereditary which is Ari Aster's other film like kind of horror-ish psych thriller film and I was like oh yeah I'm not seeing that movie like it sounds like it's more terrifying than Midsommar. All right, so now we're going to get back to Julian Huff and her exorcism healing. This article says, it's called, Well, Looks Like a Wellness Exorcism Took Place at Davos by Madeleine Aguilar. Every year, billionaires and humble millionaires from around the world gather in Davos, Switzerland to discuss pressing global issues at the World Economic Forum. This year, teen climate activist Greta Thunberg took the stage to discuss the urgent need for climate action. Donald Trump compared Elon Musk to Thomas Edison, and according to this video posted on Instagram by the Bitch Bible podcast host Jackie Schimmel, Dancing with the Star star Julianne Huff had negative energy pulled out of her butt. First off, I thought Jackie had gotten this video from somewhere else. Was Jackie Schimmel actually at this convention in Switzerland? <laughs> like, props, I love her. She's one of my OG podcasts I've listened to forever. She's great uh so to explain the video of what you're seeing it's kind of what I was talking about earlier it's Julianne Huff laying face down on a table the doctor's running his hands along her and her whole body is contorting up she's kind of gutturally moaning I mean it looks like something out of a horror film so this article ends with do you think other Davis 2020 attendees like Angela Merkel Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross and Treasury Secretary Steve Munchen also had negative energies pulled out of their butts between sessions. If you have video of them doing so, please email it to me as soon as possible. So all that just made me laugh. You should definitely watch the movie and maybe watch that episode of the Goop Lab because it definitely gives some food for thought. You know, I think the episode all the episodes like they at the beginning they have a thing that says we're not doctors don't take this as like actual doctor advice but I definitely do think they they don't really give much of a skeptics view of it so it's kind of one-sided so I would say look into it do some research afterwards I was like trying to energy heal Kenzie I was like Kenzie get on your back I'm running my hands over I'm like can you feel where my hands are she's like no (laughs) but it was worth a try Oh guys I lied I do have I do have some updates so I bit the bullet and I bought scammer by Caroline Calloway obviously I bought it so I can discuss it on here I'm not sure when the books will actually be printed I saw that Brad Leone from Bonapetite's wife also bought a copy of the book and Caroline reposted it and I'm not trying to work Bonapetite in here every episode guys but they are just so relevant what can I say So not that I wouldn't have supported Caroline and probably bought this book anyways, but I'm now hoping that I can use it as a tax write-off, you know, supporting my podcast business. The Grammys happened last weekend, and I was super proud of myself because I saw Lana Del Rey, and she shows up. She's gorgeous. She's always gorgeous, and all the power to her, but I looked at her dress, and I was like, that looks like a mother of the bride dress from Dillard's. And sure enough, guys, that gown was Aiden Maddox, still available at Dillard's, and Mr. Popo Sticks was with her at the Grammys. So she's really embracing that suburbia lifestyle like we talked talked about a long time ago. All right, guys, get ready for a rant. We're going in right now. This article is called, Mommy Can't Talk Right Now, She's Dopamine Fasting. I tried the Silicon Valley trend and came up with a better idea by Rebecca Harrington. In Silicon Valley, there's a newish craze called dopamine fasting. Here's the concept. For people in this part of Northern California, modern life activates too much dopamine, a neurotransmitter connected to the pleasure and reward center of your brain. It's too much fun to be on your phone and work in a co-working space with people who are making a TikTok competitor just for dogs. So Rebecca in this article talks about her day of not eating, not texting, not laughing at her two-year-old's jokes, and it sounds miserable. And I had to do more of a deep dive to see if this is really what dopamine fasting is actually about, which led me to this New York Times article, How to Feel Nothing Now in Order to Feel More Later, A Day of Dopamine Fasting in San Francisco by Nellie Bowles. She writes, everything was going really well for the in a Tennessee street. Women wanted to talk to them. Investors wanted to invest. Their new site got traffic. Phones were buzzing. Their Magic the Gathering cards were appreciating. This all was exactly the problem. They tried to tamp the pleasure. They would not eat for days. They would askew gre- screens. It was not enough. Life was still so good and pleasurable. And so they came to the root of it. Dopamine, a neurotransmitter that is involved in how we feel pleasure. The three of them, all in their mid-20s and founders of Sleepwell, a sleep analyst startup, needed to go on a dopamine fast. So at this point in the article, I am so confused. I was like, is this satire? Is this real? Is this a joke? The Onion-esque article on the New York Times, because this is feeling more goopy than goop itself. Goes on to say, we're addicted to dopamine, says James Sinka, who of the three fellows is the most exuberant about their new practice. And because we're getting so much of it all the time, we end up just wanting more and more. So activities that used to be pleasurable now aren't. Frequent stimulation of dopamine gets the brain's baseline higher. And I'm coming back in here and inserting myself to say, isn't a higher baseline dopamine level a good thing? I, that's just me, I guess. So it says the name dopamine fasting is a bit of a misnomer. It's more of a simulation fast, but the name works well enough. Uh, Dr. Sapa said dopamine is just a mechanism that explains how addictions can become reinforced and makes for a catchy title. He wrote in an email, the title's not to be taken literally. So at this point I'm thinking, oh, okay phew. I'm feeling a little better about this whole thing, but no false alarm. It gets worse. So it says when this is happening they would not be eating they would not look at screens they would not listen to music they would not exercise they would not touch other bodies for any reason especially not for sex no work no eye contact no talking more than absolutely necessary a photographer could take their picture but there could be no flash the number of things to not do is potentially endless I should add at this point that the people who founded this are in their like they said mid 20s and nerdy white men by the looks of it the ones who are published in it I mean what do you expect we're in silicon valley all So, throughout the day of their dopamine fast, they wandered slowly from room to room. They read. They put on more and more sweaters. The food fasting makes them cold. They went on walks, so these are tricky because they have to avoid needing to ask for anything like water or bathrooms. I avoid eye contact because I know it excites me. I avoid busy streets because they're jarring, Mr. Sinka said. I have to fight the waves of delicious foods. You know... Kinsey says this sounds like the epitome of first world problems. Yes, hello, it's Silicon Valley. That's all these the problems these people have. So I have some advice for these dudes. So one of these guys was doing sun salutations, which supposedly practic- which practicing this makes zero sense because to me, yoga gets my dopamine going. Uh, but one of the things I feel like I learned as a yoga practitioner is that you can only control your action to outside stimuli and not not the outside stimuli itself. So why don't these dudes focus on having better reactions and not getting so fucking excited when somebody accidentally makes eye contact with them? And I don't mean to spend so much time on this article, but... This was the kicker. This this is how the article ends, and it just really got me. It says, "'The other day, Mr. Cinco ran into an old friend "'but had to tell her they could not continue speaking. "'I hadn't seen her in six months, "'and it was extraordinarily exciting, super stimulated, "'and I could feel how excited I was,' he said. "'So I had to cut it off, and I just said, "'Listen, it's not you. "'It's me doing this dopamine fast.'" Like, this is why girls can't wear spaghetti straps at school. I cannot. Like, control yourself, homie. And also, if you want some dopamine fasting, try being a lawyer. Then you'll get an instant dementor esque soul suck right out of your soul. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay? (laughs) Kitsi says, try having depression. Yeah, that's a dopamine sucker too, let me tell you. (laughs) Guys, I was going to talk about grimes, but I just could not. I could not talk about anything tangentially related to Elon Musk after that Silicon Valley article. So we're just going to get right into our legit shit of the day. And that is bots Coffee. You know I talk about Elena on this podcast all the time. And her brother, Danny, who I also love. I love the whole Falloon family. He just yesterday officially launched his coffee company called Bots Coffee. The website is BOTZ-BOTZ coffee i think you know how to spell that dot com and he is selling right now beanies sweatshirts delicious coffee two types and the types will change over time because he is roasting these he is so passionate about this he knows more about coffee than anyone i've ever met he's super transparent just by reading his site you're gonna learn so much if you guys could just go on and buy a beanie like you will look like the hipster of your dreams they are so cute i got a hot pink one with the black writing i also got a hoodie i also ordered some coffee guys, support. Like, please. I just think this company is so cool. You're supporting a great guy, a great family. And yeah, just do it. BotsCoffee.com. Tell me how you like it. Get a beanie. Look cute. You'll look more than kind of cute. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.